You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, and in these episodes, we focus on one of two things. We'll either be sharing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from a Flip My Funnel event, or you'll hear Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss how they're getting better in a specific functional area of Terminus's business. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. So again, thank you so much, everybody, for being here. This is the Flip My Funnel track. I'll be in seeing some of the sessions. Uh, so if you have any questions, comments, let us know. Uh, I'm super pumped. As I said, some of the stories that I shared in the keynote, I wanted to make sure that they're not like fictitious characters of like, there's so-and-so company who did this, right? And I know most of you are probably not here to listen to me. You listen to like real practitioners who are doing some ABM. And I always love when somebody actually has ABM in their title. How many of you have account based marketing as your title? That five, six, maybe. All right. That, that is pretty cool. A year ago, I asked this question and that like, there was like none. Like, what are you talking about? Is that a new like alien? No, no, it's actually a person. Anyway, so I'm super excited for this. Hermie has been, her title is account based marketing manager and she is in the weeds making things happen, scaling, I think one of the fastest growing company doing ABM. So please help me welcome Hermie and let her share her story of how she went. Thank you, Sangram. Welcome everyone. And I hope you guys are having a blast so far. Um, So today my session is going to be really about how to activate the account based revenue team with over a thousand ABM campaigns. Sounds a little crazy, right? Love it. So a little bit about me, introduction in all fairness and full transparency. This is my first breakout session at a conference. So bear with me. Thank you. Thank you. So obviously my, my intro could probably use a little bit of work. I didn't know exactly what to tell you guys about me. Like Singram kind of mentioned, I am a practitioner. So I am doing account-based marketing at Snowflake in the front lines with our salespeople. And how many people in this room have a sales background or are in sales currently? Awesome. Awesome. Some of my favorite peeps. Um, So I have a sales background. That is how I kind of came into account-based marketing. I'm also a lefty. Any lefties in the room? Yes, let's do it. Round of applause for lefties. It is a tough world out there for us. And then finally, um, I'm also a dog mom. I am crazy about my dog. Catch me after, maybe after some drinks, I'll I'll, give, I'll let you in on, on what my dog's name is. It's actually pretty cool. So again, how to activate the account-based revenue team with over a thousand ABM campaigns. And so what I'm really going to be going over is my personal journey from sales to marketing, as well as what the Snowflake ABM responsibilities are. Then we'll go into the tech stack because that's probably what you guys are really into and want to know, as well as what our team's workflow currently is. And then we'll finish off with results because doing the work is fine, but what are the results of it? So how I started in ABM, Um, I received a marketing degree out of uh, CSU Long Beach. Any Long Beach people in here? No? Yes. All right. Let's go 49ers. And so I, you know, went to school, got myself my marketing degree. And then as soon as I got out of school, there was no marketing jobs available for me because everyone wants marketing experience. So that's how I got into B2B cloud sales. So my first job was in sales and I was out selling infrastructure and platform as a service. But the one thing I really did notice was that it was very siloed off between what marketing was doing and what sales was doing. 
you know, marketing would have meetings with my managers. They tell us about all these leads that are coming in. And then we would hopefully follow up with them. But there was no real cohesive relationship there, which is something that I was kind of missing. So I had the opportunity to actually join Snowflake in its early stages. I was employed 250-ish. Now we're upwards of 1,500 people in the last two and a half years. So when I joined, there was eight people in the SDR team, and we were each aligned to a sales director. But the coolest part about it was that marketing actually had a weekly meeting with the SDR teams, and they sat down and they really told us about what they were working on and what they wanted us to kind of deliver on as well. So we were truly starting to speak the same language. And when I first joined Snowflake, my manager at the time, he, uh, he told me, build your brand, Hermie, build your brand. And you know, I was like, what, what the heck does that even mean? What does that mean? So I started working really closely with my sales directors and we were working, you know, step in step. You know, I was taking the, the data that my boss, Daniel Day, was giving me, or my future boss, but I was taking the data that ABM was really giving the, the SDR team and I was building on that. So not only was I working, you know, in step with my current sales director that I was assigned to, but I was also starting to really interact with the sales leaders. There's different things that a sales rep cares about, different than what their manager cares about, right? So I was really trying to get the holistic you know, view of where we were going as a company and as a, a territory and really trying to understand what they cared about, which I think is probably the biggest you know, hurdle. It's like getting on the same page and using that same language and really defining one true goal. So I was able to do that, long story short, I actually ended up convincing the area VP that I should be on the account-based management or on the ABM team for his territory because I work so well with their sales reps. So that's how I ended up joining the account-based marketing team at Snowflake under Daniel Day, which a lot of you may know, Mr. ABM himself. My shoe game's not as great as his, but I'm working on it. I am working on it. Okay, so the ABM responsibilities at Snowflake. I think something that Sangram's touched on before is really making it clear on who owns what and what everyone's responsibilities are. So at every new hire training that we have, when we have new salespeople come in, this is something that we lay out for them. This is ABM's responsibilities. We're gonna give you account intelligence. We're gonna help you with account engagement. We're gonna align with you so closely that I know more, or I know just about as much of your accounts as you do or your SDRs do. And we also help them measure the success. And so this really, I guess, cliche or cheesy saying right here, teamwork makes the dream work, is something that the entire marketing team at Snowflake truly lives by. Our CMO, Denise Pearson, actually created little blocks for each of the marketers. And we have this particular saying on our desk. So it doesn't matter if you're on the product marketing team, if you're on the events marketing team, if you're on the account-based marketing team, we all have this one goal. We're all trying to get together and work as a team to really make that dream work. And that's probably the biggest thing, right? So everyone has to be in line with, with everyone else to truly be able to work towards the same, same goal. So that's, and it's probably my favorite thing. So what the ABM tech stack looks like. So this is based off of the team framework that Sangram mentioned earlier today, you know, on how we target, engage, activate, and measure our salespeople. So we do use Terminus, Bimbora, and Everstring to target our accounts. We engage our accounts with LinkedIn, Terminus ads, as well as Sixter ads. If you 
stop by the Sixter booth. They're really cool. And really how we activate our salespeople is through different tools like Engageo, like Uberflip, and as well as Looker. So we visualize a lot of our data uh, for our people because we're a data warehouse company. And then finally, how we measure, we measure through Engageo, we measure through Terminus. We actually have a lot of that data flowing into our own personal Snowflake instance. So we are Snowflake on Snowflake. And then we visualize a lot of those, those tools or a lot of those metrics for our salespeople through Looker. Okay, so this is probably my favorite part of account-based marketing and it's account intelligence. I like to call it self-service account intelligence because this basically will allow you to really scale out ABM in its infancy to a lot of people without you having to do a lot of hand-holding. So we have all of our metrics from Bambora, from Terminus, from Everstring, tying it back into our Salesforce instance so that when every single new sales director comes on, you know, we're able to, to give them a preview or give them the full metrics around their entire account list. So when a new sales director comes in, they're confident that they know exactly what's going on in their accounts at that current stage. So some of the metrics that we pull in are the account or the marketing account fit score, call it maths. This is something that we are aligned with very closely with sales. So they know exactly what scores are good scores based off of different metrics that we've pulled, data points. And so now instead of having to attack their entire account list, they know that the ones at the top is where they should focus. They're people, right? Human beings, we, we can only handle so much. So being able to kind of put blinders on them and tell them these are the five accounts at the top that you want to focus in on. This is where your most propensity to close a deal, start there. Part of the math score, there's also a marketing qualified date. So once it reaches a certain threshold or a benchmark, you know, it's what we consider a marketing qualified accounts. There is a timestamp to it. So maybe the score did dip, you know, obviously because engagement dips here and there, interest goes up and goes down. When a new sales director comes in and he says, hey, most of my accounts are kind of in the middle, we can show them like, hey, six months ago, they were really interested. You should go back and dig into what we're missing there. And so that also gives them comfort that it's not about what's currently happening in the present, but we're also giving you a view of what happened previously on where you should focus and try to find the project. Part of the metrics is also the number of engaged people in an account. It's great to tell someone, hey, this account's really engaged, but they want to know how many of these people are actually engaged in an account. If they're working on an enterprise uh, deal and there's three people engaged, but the three people are driving crazy amount of engagement, more likely than not, there's a huge project going on. And so we have to build on that. Part of what also goes into our Salesforce self-service account intelligence is engagement minutes and terminus impressions. So now my salespeople and our salespeople have an idea of truly what is the numerical value of what is being shown out in the marketplace. So they have an idea of how many times one of their accounts has seen an ad on terminus, as well as how much engagement that's kind of come from it. We also tie in uh, intent topics. So we get this from Bambora. You know, um, not only do we want to know who's interested in Snowflake, but we also want to know who's interested in our competitors. We want to know what other things are they looking at outside of Snowflake.com. Obviously, if it goes on in Snowflake, we already know about it because it probably came in as a lead, right? So as a sales director, if there's not current interest in your website, you want to know what else are they doing? Are they interested in, in such a topic? 
And so now you're able to give them a framework of what their messaging should be and how they should attack the account. And then finally, we also do suggested sales plays. So we are, Snowflake is a data warehouse built in the cloud. So based off of that, you know, you've got your data warehouse modernization kind of sales play to go with it, whether it's advancing analytics. And so that's all based off our score. So this is what we like to call self-service account intelligence. You know, there is only a current a handful of account-based marketers. It is not possible to meet with every single sales director and give them their entire kind of score and do one-to-one -one with them. But this is a great way to kind of get your, your people involved in account-based marketing, account intelligence. So what our team framework currently looks like. So we have about, my, my first intro slide said 1,000. We're, we're probably over 1,500 um, actual ABM one-to-one -one campaigns at this point. We've been doing it for two, two and a half years or so. Currently on the team, there's eight of us. There is my director, Daniel Day. We have six account-based marketers, two of which are here in the room today. And we're all regionally based. So, you know, when a QBR is going on, we're there. We're finding out what's really going on from their managers and from the sales directors. Each of us manage somewhere around 30 sales directors out in the field. Some a little more, some a little less, some a little lot more. But each of the sales directors get 10 accounts when they come in. They get to choose 10 accounts that we commit to doing one-to-one -one ABM campaigns for. And we're probably pushing closer to 2,000, but shh, I didn't want to be like super extra. So this is something that we've been working on to try to make clearer on what the collaboration process truly is with the account-based marketing team. So when a new sales director comes on, when we only had 20 sales directors two years ago, it was really easy to just walk through them on what the process was going to be and be with them in line. Obviously, now that we have over 300 sales directors globally, it's not exactly feasible, it's not scalable. So we've built out a collaboration process for them. So they know that when a new sales director comes in, their first job is to identify their top 10 accounts. You know, it's, they're able to use their account intelligence portion of it. Maybe some of it's gut, then I usually give them the math score that goes with their gut feeling. Yeah, it's a 50-50 of whether or not they were on the right path. But then the second part is that they have to give us clear kind of path on who their key contacts and their key personas are. Who are, we, who are we targeting on this account? They're the sales director. They own the account. So tell me. Let me know. And the second part, and probably you know, one of the coolest parts with ABM, is that as a marketer, you're there to execute. But the message should always, 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 always come from the account holder. They're, this is their account. Their, their pay relies on closing this deal. And if they can't tell you what the message is and the business value is for this account, should it be in their top accounts? Maybe, maybe not. The deal will probably be a lot smaller, you know, if they don't have a true message. And something that's really cool at Snowflake is that this collaboration process has been vetted by all of sales leadership. So they know the sales leaders tell their sales reps, if you don't have a business value and if you don't own the message, no ABM for you. And this is just clear message across the board. As you know, we're starting to build out these pages through Uberflip and using Terminus to, to really target the accounts. We obviously want to go back and refresh and update the messaging. So I probably meet with a 
there's a handful of sales directors I meet with on a weekly basis, but usually we, we try to meet at least once a month with the sales director to at least get a feel for what's currently going in the account. There's so many things that are changing, right? So my expectation of my team is that if you have a meeting and you find new intel, we want to make sure that the intel that you just found is updated on that landing page. Because if it's not, then it's not going to resonate with people, right? They're going to go onto the page. They're going to kind of like, this is cute, and then log out. But how cool would it be if your sales director went into a meeting, they learned something really cool, maybe a really cool project, maybe something that's really been a pain for this particular prospect or account, you know, and then we're able to take that almost in real time and update the landing page. When someone lands on that, they're almost going to like probably look around their computer and see if the FBI agent's been telling on them, right? But it also makes you feel good. It's like when we shop online and you land on the, the store's landing page and they have everything that's kind of in your feel and in your vibe. So we want to make sure that this is very personalized to the prospect when they land on this page. And then finally is really reinforcing the key message with value prop and reiterating why this particular account needs our, our solution. We're a data warehouse, so everyone needs it, but you know. We obviously want to make sure that we reiterate it, especially if you're going after enterprise sizes accounts. The message usually does not get conveyed within that own account, right? We're, we're talking tens of thousands of people. So we want to make sure that the entire company is aware of what the value truly is. So you move away from being more of a sales director to really being an advisor to this account and start building your credibility. And as marketers, we want to make sure that our sales reps are coming across as advisors, not someone that's just there to sell them stuff. Like we are truly invested and interested on the success of our accounts. So that's kind of the collaboration process. So some of the key responsibilities that we put on our sales directors when we're building out their top 10, their one-to-one -one ABM experiences, like I mentioned before, it's that business value driven message. What is the business value? No business value, no ABM. Part of that as well though is the sales director has to give us insights into three or four relevant marketing pieces, our own marketing content that would be relevant to this customer. Sales directors at the most part, you know, they should know what's going on with our content and know what ties back to that account. So we expect our sales directors to give us that insight. There's only so much I can do. I'm not calling the account. I don't know what's going on. So this is something. Also customer testimonials. Maybe it's a relevant industry, maybe it's a relevant use case. Heck, maybe it's someone who was our champion in one account and they did a customer testimonial and now that person's at the new account that we're prospecting. It has nothing to do with them, but they recognize the name, so it's gonna, it's gonna resonate. You know, People that are going in, they know that their VP came from this previous company. They know where these people came from. So they wanna know how they did it at the previous role. And then finally, part of our ABM one-to-one -one process is cost action. So we put it on our sales directors to keep us informed on what local events would be relevant to this pe uh, these people, whether it's a happy hour or whether it's, you know, B2B SMX conference. If we're going to be there, we want to make sure that our accounts know when they land on their landing page. And this kind of goes back to really creating a personalized experience for these people. You know, if, if, the, if the sales director is based out of San Francisco, we want to make sure that San Francisco events are on there. If they're based out of Boston, we want to make sure that Boston events are in them. 
And this also just puts responsibility back on our revenue team to make sure that they're working cohesively, not only with uh, our ABM team on the digital side, but also with their field marketers. You know, they're, they're event marketers, but we want to make sure that everything that we're doing on the marketing side is going to help them. We're not just throwing events just for the heck of it because we like alcohol. Maybe sometimes. If they're throwing events because they like alcohol, there's, there's some reevaluation that needs to go on. So what does our customized content for target accounts look like? So this middle page is what our landing pages currently look like. Right underneath the, the banner is where our message would go. We're also starting to create super hyper-personalized use cases and one-pagers for these accounts on what the business value would be if they brought on Snowflake. And how we kind of target these people, we tie it back to the business value when we're creating our ads. That bottom one is a Terminus ad, as well as the top one, which is a Sixter ad. So now, every time my sales director emails someone from that account, we've basically leveraged their email signature real estate to also put that ad there. So as part of their everyday correspondence, we've now, as marketers, kind of leveraged that and used that as another channel to get our ads out there to drive them back to that page. So, you know, business value, ads, one-pagers. Okay, so after all this is said and done, we throw it out there and, you know, hopefully it goes well. But what's, what our salespeople and our sales leaders really want to know is what are the account insights to this? And one of the challenges that we've had is because we do have so many vendors and different avenues, we have a lot of data everywhere. So we're starting to flow most of this, these, this data into Snowflake, into our data warehouse. And then from there, we're able to visualize it with a tool like Looker. Our sales directors use Looker for other aspects within the account process, you know, whether it's usage. And so we, we're, we're speaking their language again. You know, now they can go into Looker and they can see what, when, and how content was being consumed. So they know which pieces of content are being are re really resonating with their, their prospects and they can leverage that as well with their messaging. And this truly gives them a, 30, a 360 degree view of the account journey. Now we don't wanna just break into the account, we really wanna strengthen the relationship and accelerate that deal. So this is one of the, the newer things that we've rolled out to our team. All right, so I guess I ran through that a little quickly. Um, so these are results driven through ABM. So something that we've been able to kind of tie back to on account-based marketing, out of those 1,000 accounts or 1,500 accounts that we have running, when we have ABM going for one of these accounts, we've noticed that the deal sizes are three times as large. The engagement with them is twice as much. And they have a propensity to close two times faster than an account that does not have ABM with it. And why is that? At the end of the day, people are still buying from people. And if you're just going to sell them a tool or sell them a platform, they'll buy it and they might use it. But if they feel like you truly care about their entire process and their entire journey and really trying to push them to their limits of what can really happen, people start consuming. People are more likely to buy, right? And they're going to be more engaged with your accounts or more engaged with your content. So this is something that we've started to notice. And so you start throwing these kind of numbers around to salespeople, they're gonna be excited, right? It's like, 
you're telling me that if I take the time and I give you the business value of why this particular account should buy our, our software or should buy our platform, is going to be three times the deal size? That's a, that's a nice little chunk of change in your pocket. Um, and this is truly where you can start champion. You know, I think one of the biggest things is at ABM, we didn't try to just, you know, boil the ocean in one, in one swoop. You know, we, we picked a couple of people and we had them, we didn't even have top 10 at that point. We had them choose two accounts at, the, at that point. And they saw, they saw this. They were starting to notice that the deals were coming in faster, the deals were coming in larger. And then your salespeople become your own champions internally. So now instead of you knocking on doors and being like, hey, Mr. Sales Rep, hey, Mr. Sales Leader, you wanna do some ABM? They're knocking on our door. They say, hey, Hermie, hey, Kanako, hey, Dylan, how can we get ABM in my patch? I've got calls with regional directors and area VPs where they're like, what can my team be doing better? What does my team need to do? Where are they lacking? So the entire sales organization is completely invested in this project. Well, in this whole concept. And, you know, now they want to do cooler stuff. I, I can't even keep, like, I can't even keep up with some of the stuff that my, my sales directors want to do. Because they, now they've become marketers. You'd be surprised. We have sales directors who all of a sudden are like super into marketing that you would have never thought were into it. You know, and it's really getting them involved in the process. You know, I will reach out to a sales director and be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. I kind of want to do this new, new, leverage this new channel that we have. Thoughts. And nine out of nine times, 10, nine out of 10 times, they'll be super into it. Um, and they usually have something even built on it further. So I think it's, you know, truly about speaking the same language, deciding on what your top accounts are, you know, and starting small, building those champions. And then from there, you're able to scale to over a thousand ABM campaigns. Thank you. Did anybody think this was our first time? Because I think that was like fantastic. That was really, really cool. Really well done. All right. Uh, we, we have a couple of minutes. Is there any questions or stuff? Obviously, Harmony will be here, um, you know, all day today, yes. right? So you can have, go deeper into, she's more than happy to, I'm just going to say this, crack open and show all the programs that are running and all the different things because it is not about technology as much as it is about the strategy and collaboration that some of the stuff you talk. So again, Harmony, thank you. Thank you so much for thank being you. here. Thank all you. Right. Everyone. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>Simple as that. Text me when you get a chance. Don't don't drive and text like when you stop. It will be in the show notes. So just take a look at it. The keyword is ABM is B2B and text me that keyword at 33777. It will add ask you for a physical address so I can ship you the book. And I just want to say thank you. I am super excited. Hopefully I can uh, get this book to as many of you who have been a loyal listeners and evangelist of the Flip Platform Podcast. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. 
To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.